Welcome to the Found Cause, where we found our cause and serve the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm Michael Alabama. Behind the machine and to my right is Sebastian, the bookkeeper. We are teeny tiny today because we are doing a response video to none other than B.S. Lewis, Big Stupid Lewis. He is a commenter of ours. Um, on our previous atheist response video, he said, oh, we did 10 questions for Christians. That was uh, pretty regally presented by our associate, Germania. Mm -hmm. Pretty reasonable atheist uh, bs lewis said oh please do my questions next we look him up and his channel is very well produced mm -hmm. it's insane and weird and blasphemous so we're gonna handle it um the opening if you're wondering why we're starting at 24 seconds it's just like a bunch of weird obscene intro stuff so we're keeping it clean for the kids at home that, that don't watch us and we're gonna handle his 10 questions i'm gonna give you a hint we're not quite as philosophically enthralling as germanius but we'll do our best to handle it Sure, let's do it. All right, here we go. First of all, props to the animations. Yeah, very good. Get the dancing. John 328, gird up your loins like a man, and I will demand of thee and answer thou me, he says. Yes, this is his proclamation, so I guess he's claiming to be God or something like that. He's Making decisions can be hard sometimes. Am I right? If only there was some guidebook for life or an objective standard we could refer to to help us make good choices. The then this world would be a much better place. Well, you can stop your seeking, faithful viewer, because the objectively best channel on YouTube is here to help you gain understanding and steer you towards the straight. It is a golden cap after together all. Together, a short quiz based on the best. I, I just want to note that he's wearing for the Bible told me so, and he uses the music from Apologia, which we did a response video to Apologia, and we were subjects of his for the Bible told me so. So here you go. This guy's getting his cuts from Apologia as well. Selling book of all time. So if you're ready to sharpen your biblical discernment and achieve astronomical critical insight, then let's begin. All right. Judging by its fruit, is this pine tree good or bad? Now, if you see the question, you're kind of in store for the rest of the questions because they're all about this level. Uh, but of course, Matthew 7 is a parable, is where Jesus is saying you can discern good people from bad people by their fruits. And so he compares it to trees. He said, you know, the tree by its fruit. And so you'll know people by their fruit. Um, bad trees, bad people produce bad fruit. And good people, good trees, good produce good fruit. And so a pine tree is a bad tree for eating because you cannot eat. I mean, you, I think you can eat pine nuts, which I think come from like the budding uh, okay. pine cone. So I suppose some fruit of pine tree is good, um, but we would generally say that a pine tree is a bad tree by its fruit. So, yeah. And this is even a bad pine tree because at least from the looks of it, there are no, there's no fruit. So Yeah, where's the pine trees, man? It's not even bearing fruit. I mean, obviously this is some <laughs> weird illusion yeah. like, oh, your, your parable doesn't make sense, Jesus, because not all trees produce um, good or bad fruit. Um, but I think what Jesus is getting at is a bad tree so a bad cherry tree will give bad cherries little cherries rotting mm -hmm. cherries like or no cherries at all whereas a good tree a good cherry tree will produce good cherries so we're all the same kind of tree mm -hmm. that we have good trees and bad trees of the same producing so we produce good works as our fruit and people that don't produce good works at all or mm -hmm. they produce bad works are bad i mean it doesn't really have to do with the genuses of tree species i also thought of james because you know they're you can say whatever you may want with your with your mouth and if you don't have any works any fruit any showing fruit of the spirit maybe i'm just philosophizing this too much but if you're not showing any fruit at all you're 
not in Christ. Right, like this pine tree. So thanks for the opportunity, BS. Which of these is really a wolf dressed up in a sheep costume? Again, he's, he's taking a parable of Jesus from Matthew 7, 15. If you see it in the bottom left corner. If you're wondering why we're in the middle of the screen, it's just because we're trying to give you both his texts here that we block a lot of stuff. Jesus says that um, you should watch out for false teachers because they'll come to you like wolf in sheep's clothing. And so he's saying, can you discern a wolf in sheep's clothing? I mean, yeah. <laughs> these are just two sheep. You know, it would be a pretty creative wolf if he was able to get inside of a sheep like that. Yep. And if you want some other examples of actual wolves, you can check some of the topics we have covered in our podcast, like Gnosticism, how some people say that's just a branch of Christianity. It's pretty wild. You can tell it's very different than tries to attack Christianity. So, yeah, you can tell a wolf if it's hiding under sheep's clothing. Uh, yeah, but, you know, it's harder to tell than, than if it wasn't. Um, I don't know if B.S. Lewis is, I mean, obviously he's, he's taking a riot here because he thinks these are just like funny ways to critique the Bible, mm -hmm. but it's not even a way to critique the Bible. It's kind of like if I used a, an analogy in my supercharged political campaign speech and he didn't like my politics, and so he said, okay, when Michael says uh, he's that Democrat politics are opening up a can of worms, I'll put two pictures of a can here, closed cans. Which one is a can of worms? Because you can't tell which one is a can of worms, mm. clearly Michael is dumb. You've heard of analogies before, I'm sure, B.S. Lewis. Uh, this would be an analogy of sheep to us and wolves to false teachers. Mm -hmm. Can a goat use its free will to choose to become a sheep? This is, this is a little deeper one. Again, uh -huh. it's still kind of weird, but... Um, Matthew 25 here that he's quoting is where Jesus is talking about the end, the mm -hmm. final judgment, and he's got the goats on the left and the sheep on his right, and the uh, goats are destined for hell and the sheep are destined for heaven. And uh, many Christian apologists, we would we would disagree with them, but many Christian apologists would say that um, it's, it's out of free will that humanity either chooses to hate God and reject him or choose him. And we would say, no. Um, Christians choose to love God indeed, and non-Christians choose to hate God indeed, but it's not a free will. It's out of their genuine will, but it's not out of free will. Therefore, they are born goats, and Christians are born goats as well, and they have to be born again to become one of God's sheep. And so uh, you cannot use your free will to become a sheep. It's God who births you again. And I think he even talks about this in another some of his videos. So, so yeah. he gets a lot of the free will. He's been saying he gets a lot of that. He does. I mean, it, we're going to get through this episode. These are kind of mundane, weird questions. I don't know why he asked us to react to this one, but might as well. It's his, his shortest mm -hmm. video. Sure. Um, he has one on, is Jesus really Satan? Um, which would be an interesting one to take. It's way more vulgar than this. And also it's like a one-shot argument. So I feel like it might be a little bit more boring. And then he had one on Adam and Eve, or is Jesus pro-abortion? Yeah, uh, pro-choice or pro-life. Yeah, which, which touched on free will as well. Um, in case you're not familiar with BS and to our viewers as well, we are... Calvinists, and we believe it's the consistent way to read the way salvation works in, in God's timing and God's ways, and that we are born unable to choose God, and God chooses us. So we don't believe in autonomous free will. We believe in genuine will. We genuinely love God, and atheists genuinely hate God, but our wills need to be changed by God for us to love them. It's not something that's capable um, to us without God. 
we as Christians preach nonetheless to everybody, including UBS Lewis, to come to Christ um, because you don't come to Christ without some preaching. Uh, but ultimately, it's God who changes hearts, not, not our words. Mm-hmm. Based on the biblical definition of marriage, which one of these is the bride? Yes. I mean, <laughs> if you see our facial reactions there, it's kind of like sad, sad faces or like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Because is this what's keeping anybody from being a Christian? No, I don't even think it's anything that's shaken anybody's faith from being a Christian. You know, sometimes people bring up contradictions mm-hmm. of like um, a little more legitimate being like, um, uh, what's it? Judas, Judas's death, right? So they'd be like, oh, and one that he explodes and one of them he kills himself or hangs himself. Which one is it? And we have to show how they're they match um but in this case like they definitely this isn't even a contradiction this is just like two different descriptions of brides in the bible one of them being the physical bride so matthew 19 is jesus quoting the genesis narrative to say that a man should leave his father and mother to be joined to his wife and the two become one flesh and he's talking about regular old marriage there Mm -hmm. and ephesians 5 um cites the same passage yeah but it's also applying it to like marriage, the church is united to Jesus. So he's using that as an analogy for the congregation to understand what our relationship to God is. And he even continues in his argument in Ephesians, like, by the way, guys, be nice to your wives. So clearly there is a connection between the two. Yeah, and even Paul says in Ephesians 5, he says, um, it's a mystery, but I am talking to you about um, Christ in the church. And so he's not saying the passage is specifically talking about that. He's saying, mm-hmm. I'm using this as an analogy for Christ in the church. And mm-hmm. so there you go. Like the, a regular old bride is the de- biblical definition of marriage. That's that's what regular marriage is. And then uh, as far as the church is concerned, um, we are married to Christ in a spiritual way. I mean, that's pretty standard. I'm sure you expected that BS. So it's just because this is not a contradiction. It's just two uses of the term marriage. Lazarus raised from the dead. Did he die once and face the judgment? Do you want better? There's other people that raised from the dead in the Bible, like a body is thrown in with Elisha's body and uh, touches the holy bones of Elisha and it raises again. And so there are other people that have risen risen from the dead besides just Lazarus. I mean, uh, Or that young man that fell from a window when Paul was preaching. Yep. Or another one that Elisha himself goes and, and raises a widow's uh, son from the dead. Mm-hmm. And so there there are some. Of course, we know rise from the dead is an exception to the regular rule of life, and that is that you die once. Um, and so in Hebrews 9, it says that you are appointed, it's appointed for men to die once and then face judgment. Um, that's really just a way of saying you're not going to be born again to live a whole other life. And so Lazarus um, was dead for a couple days and then was risen again, but he, he eventually died. He lived out his regular course of life. He didn't become a different person. He didn't, he didn't have reincarnation. It's appointed for men to die once and then the judgment. So Hebrews 9 stays true even in the exceptional cases of Lazarus because Lazarus didn't live another life. He lived his same life out, same with all the others. Right, and not to bore our atheist viewers, there's a whole thing on the nature of what happens when you die. Christians, I would argue, go straight to heaven. People who are separated from God do not go straight to hell at the moment because Jesus Christ has not come back yet and has not executed judgment on on all humans. So therefore, since Jesus hasn't returned yet in the second coming, judgment day hasn't happened yet. Yeah, and this is described in Revelation, it's described by Paul and Thessalonians and elsewhere. 
uh, about Jesus going down and preaching to the dead and coming to the Hades. So this is a biblical concept as well. Mm-hmm. If you dig up buried treasure, should you immediately bury it again when you find it? Uh, you know, B.S. Lewis might be one of those kids who didn't really make it in English class, but he's really he's really got a thing for these parables. Like he really wants Jesus to look dumb when he when he's preaching parables. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Jesus preaches a parable in Matthew thirteen that says, "The kingdom of God is like a man who finds treasure buried in a field, and so when he finds it, immediately buries it again, goes and sells everything he has, and buys the field uh, with great joy." And so. B.S. Lewis is saying, does it make sense that he found the treasure and then reburied it? Uh, well, you know, take take a, a half step back and realize that the field wasn't the man's. He had to go and buy it. So if he stole the treasure from the field that wasn't his, he'd be stealing the treasure. But if he buries it again, nobody's going to know the treasure's in the field. So when he buys the field, it's not so expensive because they don't know treasure's in it. And then the treasure's his because he's bought the field. Whereas if he just stole the treasure, he'd be liable for stealing the treasure. It was actually somebody else's treasure because it was somebody else's field at the time. So you know, gotcha, checkmate. Um, it's also a parable, so like, who cares? But if you care, it makes sense that he reburied it because he was going to buy the field for himself. Mm-hmm. If you are a child of light, should you ever sleep? I'm going to take this one, Sebastian, because <laughs> it's dumb. In this sense, in the way that Paul is describing it as being spiritually children of light because otherwise we'd be glowing if he was literally saying we are made of light Mm -hmm. and we should not because the calling in his sermon here in first thessalonians chapter 5 is that we need to be alert always seeking to do the things of god of his kingdom and not being lazy or neglecting that that is what he's getting at it's not actually talking about literal sleep because he will conclude a few i believe either at seven or eight that we should uh, encourage and build up one another. Clearly, we're right. not building up literally each other. It's more, again, it's like a, it is an, exp- it's an expression that's being used. And in case you're unfamiliar, because this is such a, like a weird expression here, First um, Thessalonians 5 says this, But you are not in darkness, brothers, for the day to surprise you like a thief for that day, meaning Jesus' return. For you are all children of light, children of the day. We are not of the night or of the darkness so then let us not sleep as others do but let us keep awake and be sober for those who sleep sleep at night and those who get drunk get drunk at night but since we belong to the day let us be sober having put on the breastplate of faith and love and uh, the helmet for the hope of salvation so again this is about the coming judgment and so we are children of light because we know the judgment is coming and so we're going to stay sober and awake and faithful servants so in that case we should not sleep because sleeping would be to forget about Jesus and not be doing his goodwill. Um, now, physical sleep, of course, we should physically sleep, just like we're not physically children of light, we're physically children of our parents. Once again, I guess he doesn't like parables. Jesus sits at the right hand of his father. Who will God choose to sit at Jesus' left hand? It's you're unfamiliar, John and, and his brother, um, James, go up to Jesus, or actually their mom goes up to Jesus and asks, please put my son at your right and your left, meaning the two highest positions of power in the kingdom, when you take over the kingdom. And Jesus rebukes her, essentially, and says, 
like it's not it's not mine to give you're definitely not gonna like your sons are gonna sit in my life right in my life but what he tells he tells her is it's not my decision ultimately it's the father's um but like he also asks them can you bear like if you're gonna sit in my right in life you have to bear the the burden i'm about to and they say we are able and of course they're not because they don't go in and uh take his kind of crucifixion death um so it could be that somebody sits at jesus's left but in fact, it could be that nobody sits at his left because it could be we all sit before him and it's him and the Father sitting before us. So, uh, yeah, it, just because Jesus says it's for the Father to determine who sits in his right and his left doesn't mean the Father has to fill his vacant left-hand seat. Mm-hmm. It could, you know, and he could have somebody there, but we don't know. When Jesus returns, is he coming from the earth or the sky? This one was an odd one because... <laughs> you dig deep on this one, yeah. Yeah, because I was reading it, I'm like, where do you get the coming from the earth from? I really, I really struggled with this one. I was like, is my English not good enough? Maybe. That's a story for another day. Do not answer that. Anyway, from Revelation 1, that's the easier one. Coming from the clouds, you'll see him you know, with the armies of heaven. Great. Every, what everyone imagines the return of Christ to be like. Yeah, and that's repeated like uh, many more places than just Revelation yes. 1 there. Yes, yes, yes. And in Acts 1.10, that's when the apostles are summoning Jesus and he ascends to heaven. And then suddenly, two, I believe, yeah, two angels appear, dressed in white, and tell them, Galileans, what are you doing? The same way, I'm paraphrasing, the same way this you saw Jesus leave the earth, you will see him return. So I was like, what do you mean from the earth? It was like, did Jesus is going to sprout from the ground? I did, not, I did not catch that, but then I realized perhaps it might, might be a misunderstanding in which because he came from the ground into heaven, he's also going to like come out from the ground I mean, that's, that's the only thing I could conceive of that this question was trying to get at. Yeah, I mean, and that's the only place you're even going to be able to make this weird argument that so the angels say in the same way he'll return to the earth, um, meaning, uh, I mean, clearly meaning he's going to descend from heaven like all the other places say. You know, he just mm-hmm. ascended to heaven and so in the same way he's going to return. But B.S. Lewis is saying, well, he ascended to heaven from the ground. So if he returns the same way, he's going to have to ascend, not descend. And therefore, does he come from the earth? Well, whatever. I mean, the text doesn't even say he's going to ascend to earth. It says, come back, return. So again, it's just weird semantics here. It's perfectly reasonable to say that him returning the same way that he um, went up to heaven is him descending from the heavens. So like, there's no contradiction here if that's what you're getting at. But a weird one. Mm Mm-hmm. Thieves steal and kill. Will Jesus do that when the day of the Lord comes like a thief in the night? Yeah. So, again, the whole the whole analogy thing. Again, missed miss the English class on that one, I guess. Yes. Um, or you didn't, and you just made this to waste your time. But uh, thieves steal and kill. And this is from John 10, 10, when Jesus is talking about people who uh, are, he's, he's the shepherd, and there's the sheep in the fold, and the people who mm-hmm. aren't the shepherd enter by jumping over the gate. And thieves don't come for good purposes, right? They come only to steal and kill. I think you have this one. Yep, I read from 7. Jesus said again, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and, and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Um, so there you go. Jesus is knocking on thieves. Of course, thieving is bad, and you want to come in by the gate. But also, in First Thessalonians 5.2, um, 
Jesus, the night, the day of the Lord is described as coming like a thief in the night in the same way Jesus also describes himself. You don't have to go to First Thessalonians. You can just stay in the Gospels. Um, describes the day of the Lord coming like a thief in the night. Um, like a thief is the optimum word here. Jesus is not a thief in the night. He comes like a thief in the night because like a thief, you won't know when he's coming. Because again, And Jesus expressly puts this in his parable about it, which First Thessalonians is clearly quoting, um, referencing there, where he says, if the owner of a house knew when a thief was going to come, he would have stayed awake to get ready for that thief so that he wouldn't be robbed. He'd be able to defend against the thief and scare him away. So in the same way, we should be awake and ready because we're children of light. I mean, just keep going with the same analogy. Um, so that when Jesus comes, we're ready. We're, we're, we believe in him. We're being faithful, all the rest. Um, so Jesus is not a thief in all aspects. He's only coming like a thief in the fact that he's unexpected. And that's the only aspect he's, mm-hmm. he's keeping with a thief here. Um, yep. Again, if I say I slither like a snake, you might say that they'd be like, oh, do you eat mice? You know, do you have scales all over your body? <laughs> no, I like slithered on the ground like snakes do. I don't, I don't share other aspects of snakes. I slither like the snake. Again, English class may have been um, hard on poor BS. And time. Pencils down. We did it. Let's see how you did. If you got all of them, or almost all of them, right? You're hot. Did any? Did any Jesus will drink you. No. If you got all so. of them, or Great. almost all of them, wrong. Okay, that's good. You're cold. And here he Jesus is. will drink you. I guess thinking it's funny if that you Jesus ended up somewhere in the cold, middle. From um, really lukewarm. Yeah, if you're lukewarm, he's Boo. gonna spit you out. Jesus will swish you around in his mouth and spit you out like a bad wine tasting. And, and to this, you know, we'll agree with Jesus' words in Revelation, and that is that if you're going to oppose God, um, know that you're opposing God. Be cold, um, because at least that way you will be faced with judgment knowing you're going to face it. Those who think they are saved, worse, worse for those who think they're saved, um, but aren't actually saved, because um, woe to them, right? They're the... They're the Foolish virgins who didn't trim their, their lamps in the time, and then they arrive at the party late, and they're not allowed in. Um, whereas if you're an enemy of God, I guess at least you get to live in, like, you know, you make videos like this and stuff. I mean, that, that's a bonus, right? So we say be hot, come to Christ. That's why we serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you have any closing comments, Sebastian? No, I, th- I mean, I think he was trying to be cheeky about this. You can, clearly, yeah, you can yeah. clearly see that. So um, if you have any other videos maybe some burning questions in your heart bs lewis anything that we could also react to i'd be curious interested to see what are some things that either stumbled you or either think you're silly about christianity understand you know this is all tongue-in-cheek this that's fine but i mean the whole channel is tongue-in-cheek so it's kind of hard to discern the the real objections from the not like are these my question for bs is are these genuine questions that made you upset and question the veracity of the Bible? Or is it just you trying to poke at Christians? Because, I mean, if you're just trying, I mean, I, I can see it just being trying to poke at Christians and like, okay, well, whatever. Um, but you have some genuine like theories in your channel. Again, like the, like the, is Jesus Satan thing? But even that, I don't think you really think that Jesus is Satan. I think you're just doing that to like play Christian mind games. So if you have like a legitimate criticism of the Bible, I mean, you know, put it in the comments. But if it's just this kind of thing, I mean, this is sad atheist behavior, um, which which is why we reacted to it because I'm like, oh, it's a real commentary, requested it. Um, and it's an example of like sad atheist behavior. I would say this is below the usual level of atheist critique, but um, I, 
I would not put it past um, atheists to find this kind of video as justification for staying atheist, just like they find insane documentaries like Zeitgeist as a reason to reject Christianity, even though it's totally insane. So, you know, as much as this is uh, BS, BS Lewis, um, we wanted to react to it because it is BS to point out that it's actual mm. garbage. So like, don't, don't trick people um, with this kind of video either. You know, it's, it's bad. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, super short. Thanks for listening. I've been Michael, the man behind the machine. And to my right has been Sebastian, the bookkeeper. And we serve the Lord Jesus Christ, where we found our cause. If you want to see the rest of our episodes, you have to go to YouTube and, and Facebook, where you can see our faces. Um, you can go to podbean.com, farmcause.podbean.com to download these audio episodes. But uh, this one's a video, so you probably want to see um, all of B.S. Lewis's uh, beautiful animations. And of course, Sebastian's beautiful face. So until next time, we talk about something completely different. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.